The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Well, week three could have Christian McCaffrey leaving early with a hamstring injury. No Dalvin Cook, perhaps. No DeAndre Hopkins, perhaps. No Carson Wentz. Uh, anyway, we got a lot of injuries to talk about here on our Saturday mailbag. If you're on YouTube, you could be watching this on Friday. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. No need to wait, people. Come to YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Adam Azer here with Jamie Eisberg and Dan Schneier. And we have a little bit more news on Christian McCaffrey, so we will get to that. Anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Now let's go win some fantasy leagues. And Wait, what day is it? I mean, right now it's Friday. And right, sure? right, I'm pretty sure. Right now, Jamie Alexander Madison is still available in about 35% of leagues. So what do we do? Uh, you pick him up. I mean, clearly there's a chance that Dalvin Cook could still play, but uh, I found it pretty fascinating that Chris Thomason, who covers the Vikings for the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press, said that as far as he can recall in Mike Zimmer's tenure, only one time has a player mispracticed on Friday and played. So um, that was Kyle Rudolph, I think he said, in 2017. Um, wow. Now, he amended his story uh, to, the guess, say Dalvin Cook did a little bit in practice, and they're listing him as questionable. But the fact that he did not practice in full on Friday is never a good sign. So my guess is that they're going to probably sit him knowing his injury track record. All right, so let's say he's out. Not official, clearly, but that's just my thought. Yeah, yeah. Let's say he's out. I'll start with you, Jamie, and then we'll go to Dan. Where would you rank Alexander Madison this week against uh, the Seahawks? Um, I will. If you want to ask Dan, I'll pull up my ranking right. so I can give you more. Dan, where is Jamie going to rank Alexander Madison this week? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that instead. Um, this is a tough one. I think Jamie's probably going to rank him, just given the state of the running backs. I think he'll probably rank him. I'm going to go RB18. Just inside. I, 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 looking at it right now. 19 in PPR. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It will be 18 because Dalvin will come out. There we go. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's Nailed right, it. Right so behind. much better than my Jeopardy appearance. <laughs> Never going to live that down. So that's right yeah. behind Barkley? Right behind Barkley. Okay. So that's Edmonds, Gibson, Barkley, Alexander, Madison. I think a lot of people are going to have uh, some – I'll use the same phrase I used earlier. Some PTSD on, on uh, Madison because of what happened last year. Remember when he started against yeah, Atlanta? Yeah. It was supposed to be the layup of all layups, and he uh, he was bad. But he did come off that game against Seattle, and that was where he had his best performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was looking at it earlier in the season. He also had a 100 total yard performance uh, when he got a chance. So it's not like people remember that one bad game, but he had a larger sample size of good games in those, in that spot. Oh, yeah, and he had a huge game in, in Week 17 without Dalvin Cook. He scored two touchdowns right. over 100 yards. He was great. Uh, I guess the one thing, if you want to pour a little cold water on it, is maybe Seattle has a good run defense. I think that they did very well against Jonathan Taylor, and they did great against Derrick Henry in the first half. 
<laughs> 13 carries, 35 yards. It's, there's no shame in, in Derrick Henry destroying you in the second half of a game. It happens to the best of us. So it's something to keep an eye on, but it doesn't really matter. I, mean, I think you're going to over under 20 touches for Alexander Madison. I'd say slightly under, but north of 15. So probably 18 yeah. would be where I'd ballpark it. All right. Same. So I know if you've been struggling with James Robinson and, and Miles Gaskin and, you know, you know the group. You just <laughs> you go with, with Madison. Uh, Dan, now we know Christian McCaffrey, as of now, not going on IR, but he's going to miss multiple weeks, I, I guess. Not going on IR means that the that IR is three-week minimum. So, well, I don't know. What's your take on this and how aggressive we should be with Chuba Hubbard? I wouldn't look too much into the not going on IR thing because we know for a fact these soft tissue injuries are tricky and they're not going to want to rush him back because they've done that in the past with other top athletes and it's led to further injuries. As far as Uber goes, we talked about this last night. I was a little... I was surprised to see the amount of touches Freeman got. Not only just he got a red zone touch, we saw Hubbard drop the red zone pass. That's not a good sign. I think it's not going to be like a Mike Davis, Davis situation, so I'm not expecting that this year with Juba Hubbard. We talked about it on HQ, Jamie, on Friday, yesterday, or today. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said, uh, what did you say? You said if you had a $100 budget and you had $8 left, how much would you spend on Hubbard? And I said 40 and I'm probably not going to get him. 50 or so if I'm desperate. What about you? I think you got to spend close to all of it, to be honest with you, just because you're looking at um, a probably two to three week window, you know, just if you're, if you're hearing weeks, you know, and, and they have not ruled out yet putting him on IR. Doesn't the, the report from Rappaport said that doesn't seem like he's going on IR, but you said it, Adam, they sort of said, okay, he'll be back in three weeks. He'll be back in four weeks. He'll be back in five weeks, you know, and they probably regretted not putting him on IR last year when he had the ankle injury. Um, then he came back and he had a shoulder injury. So if, and as we know, this happens with players, not just running backs. When you have a soft tissue injury, you tend to compensate in, you know, your other other part of your body, other leg. Um, he could re-injure, you know, something else, uh, which could be a problem. So this could be something that lingers for him. And, and if they continue to win games, they're going to be cautious with him because they want to make a playoff run. So I think if you're looking at it, you have to try and see if, if Hubbard can win you weeks, you know, and, and if he can win you weeks, you have to have that on your team. They've had a really easy schedule. And it's really, it's, it's a pretty, just not even fantasy. I mean, they're three and up. And Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Giants, Falcons, New England. There's a lot of winnable games here for them. And then they finish with Buffalo, Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, and at Tampa Bay. So that's kind of a brutal stretch to finish. But all right, so we'll talk more about it on Tuesday on the waiver wire. Meanwhile, DeAndre Hopkins is a game-time decision. Jamie, if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, what's the impact? I mean, Rondell Moore benefits, uh, Christian Kirk benefits, uh, AJ Green to whatever degree benefits. Slight downgrade for Kyler Murray, but not somebody you're sitting. You know, I wouldn't go to the streaming guys uh, over Kyler Murray because they're playing Jacksonville. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I was expecting to play, though. You know, at this point, I think he's, uh, he's, he's, he's shown you enough of his body of work that he can miss practice and still go out there. T. Higgins is going to be listed as doubtful. Carson Wentz will be a game-time decision. Odell Beckham will play, and apparently the Falcons could use a hot hand approach at running back. So I'm sure we're all going to say Alexander Madison over a Falcons running back. Um, but let's say um, you know, Rondell Moore or a Falcons running back, both with and without DeAndre Hopkins. Dan, what would you do? In a flex-type spot, yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about this yesterday on the live stream. Rondell Moore is somebody who I'm definitely playing now that if, if Hopkins sits. I tend to believe... Jamie, on this one, I think he's got this nailed. I think out of all the ones we have on these questionables, besides maybe Dalvin, uh, th he's the most likely to play. 
So if he's playing, it's still more of a stream play to me. But if we're assuming he's out, then I'd, I'd rather play more. Cool. And now's the time in the show where I promote something. But I don't have any copy today. So, Dan, what should I promote? This is an open-ended question that could lead me in a direction. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything. <laughs> I don't really. Uh, do you want to promote your? No, you said you you got all you know all the editorial content we have. So tell the people. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. I thought we were talking about some. I thought we were talking about an ad read or something of that. Let's promote. Oh no, not a product. No, something okay. CBS related. Let's promote Dave's start sits sleepers and busts because that is one of the most comprehensive columns we have on the site every week. He goes game by game breaks down a sleeper, a bust candidate, a flex play, and really dives deep. Also gives you a little betting advice if for those of you interested in gambling. You can get a little advice on the line for the game. So I would highly suggest checking that out every week. And props, no pun intended, to Dave for going with the under on Christian McCaffrey's total yards there on Thursday night. He nailed that one uh, in the first quarter. Okay, anyway, let's do some emails. We'll start with some emails today. Then we'll do the Fantasy Cops. Then we'll do your Apple Podcast questions. FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. This one is from JT. Half PPR. Sterling Shepard is on waivers. Should I drop Waddle or Jacoby Myers to get Sterling Shepard? I would drop Myers first. I'm with Jamie. Myers, yes. Waddle, no. Though... If this two injury lingers, I'm not going to be by. It's, oh, it's I would drop either one. For you would or wouldn't? I would. I, yeah. Tepperd is better than both those guys. But if I'm holding one, I'd rather hold Waddle. Yeah, Waddle to me has more long-term upside. This is Brian in a Florida town along the I-4 corridor. Where's that? Orlando. That's Orlando? Okay. Uh, dear Romeo, Howard, Jay, and Jordan. Uh, these are Leonardo DiCaprio movie roles, he tells us. So Romeo, uh, what is that, Titanic? No, just no Romeo and Juliet. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Howard, that's uh, Wolf of Wall Street? I, or is that the Aviator? I have no idea. I've never seen either one. Uh, no, you've never of seen Wall the Wolf of Wall Street? Is Gordon, Wolf of Wall Street is Jordan. Is Jordan? Okay. No, I've never seen it. Why? <laughs> it's because it's like six hours long. I don't oh, have time God. for it. The Wolf of Wall Street's awesome. I'm sure they're all good. Yeah. What yeah, was the fourth name? Jay. Leonardo DiCaprio is Jay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. I have a fantasy analysis pet peeve, but maybe I just have a question about it. When analysts use the terms that manage expectations or just adjust expectations in reference to a stud player. What exactly are fantasy managers supposed to do? It's not like we have legitimate other options when we're talking about a top flight player, like starting Lamar Jackson and not rostering a backup. So what? Prepare to lose? Maybe shoot for high upside guys and flex spots to make up for that? I'm not suggesting anyone stop saying it. I just wish they would dig a little deeper and turn it into actionable advice. Thanks for all your hard work. Keep up the great work. Okay, so if you said, yeah, I mean, look, I get it. Yeah, you're, you're starting him, but manage your expectations. I think sometimes we say something similar to that. Uh, what what should we tell Leonardo DiCaprio, super fan, Brian? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the same as like saying like, oh, if you're, you know, if you're managing expectations for your star, you should be playing high upside guys in the flexes. I think that's dependent on your matchup. 
So I'm not going to go in that direction. As far as like what we could say that's different than manager expectations might just be, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> it's, it's hard to say here. Jamie, do you have anything? Uh, give me the question again. We'll be looking up Leo movies. Basically, <laughs> you know what? Now forget it. I'm just going to follow up. But yeah, look, you shouldn't adjust your lineup because we don't like super love uh, one of your star players matchups. We say manager expectations or something. Just, I guess it's just something that fantasy analysts say. And well, I, I think it comes down to who you have. You know, I mean, that's always the, the the only way you could look at it is you know. So Mike Evans, for example, we don't love his matchup against the Rams, right? Because there's a chance of Jalen Ramsey shadowing him, or yeah. um, I don't know. I'm trying to think uh, another player that has those. It's, it guess it's mostly the receivers, right? Because we don't. You know, when, whenever we look at the running backs, like who's got a terrible matchup this week? Um, Daryl Henderson, if he plays. Yeah, Darryl, the Rams. Okay, we'll stay with the same team. Um, if if but he's not the best guy. I was trying to think of somebody that's gonna you know just beat their head into a, a tough situation, but you know they're gonna get touches. So like go back last week to Joe Mixon. Like if you were to say right now Joe Mixon's getting twenty plus touches, easy start, no no way around it. And then you look at the results and he had what you know miserable production against the Bears, but. The matchup may be bad, but the workload might still be good. You know, so like you tell me right now, Mike Evans getting 10 targets. I'm taking him. I don't care if Jalen Ramsey's covering for, for all 10 of those targets. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, going to guess that Jay is Jay Gatsby from The Great Gatsby, another movie I've never seen. I th- did he pick four movies of Leo's that I never saw? Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's do a grade the trade. You watch Romeo and Julia on a loop. Is it, <laughs> is it that interesting, though, when you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street? It just seems like you just don't watch movies. If you're going to choose a, a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, you have like Titanic as number one. He doesn't no, put J- he doesn't put Jack on there. Uh, it's his most famous role. Definitely and not your top pick. No, Catch Me If You Can would be, and that's also not oh, that's on there. That's an excellent movie. Thank God you've released what's his, that. What's his top pick? Titanic, according to Adam. No, it's his. Where you start his, with Leo. Leo yes, movies. it is. It's his <laughs> most famous role. Are you kidding? <laughs> according to Adam, are you kidding? Check the box office numbers, Jack. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I liked him on Growing Pains. He was he was on Growing Pains. That is true. All right, Pete from a town west of Akron. That we'll leave that for Dave. Gray the trade. Give up Eckler and Damian Harris. Get Jonathan Taylor and AJ Brown. Half PPR. Bam. Easy. Hey, I'm taking it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's an A. You're a, buying low on Brown. Yeah. A. Yeah. Not even an A minus. John from Providence. Uh. 12-team PPR Keeper League can keep up to two players next year in the round they were drafted. I ended my draft with potential high upside young wide receivers like Amandra St. Brown and Kadarius Toney. Obviously, they're not doing much now, but how do I balance keeping them on my roster for a potential draft value steal next year versus dropping them to add other players as the year goes on? I don't particularly need any specific waiver players right now, but how do I decide on cutting bait with my keepers and picking up bench depth, handcuffs, or guys like, oh, Elijah Moore is out there. Jeez, yeah, you definitely want to get him. I don't know how, why you have St. Brown and Tony instead of Moore. But yeah, yeah, uh, like, uh, what if you had Elijah Moore? You know, that's a tougher call because um, he's not doing much right now, but could be better, you know, great value next year. What do you th- uh, Dan, what do you think? I think it's a little bit like how you would approach a dynasty league. It's not exactly the same, but you have to track your team. And if you're 
tracking to potentially win. You're in the running for this year. That's a little bit different. If, then you could potentially dangle these guys close to your trade deadline to a team that's out of it and try to pick up some players. So you might keep them just for the value of trading them, I think. But if you, it's also the flip side. If you now, if you're the team with McCaffrey and the injury, you got to drop these guys if it's going to give you somebody who can play right now in your running back spot. So you have to kind of just play it based on your team. But for sure, I don't think you're you're losing out too much if you get rid of somebody like Tony or Amon. I mean, like neither of those players to me seem like they have at least at this point great 2022 appeal. From our yeah, number I mean, one, oh, absolutely, yeah. you get Elijah Moore for both those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. oh for sure, yeah, yeah. In fact, drop both of them just to pick up more. No, drop yeah. drop Saint Brown. <laughs> uh, from our number one fan in Paris. All right, would you start Trey Sermon over Miles Gaskin or James White if Eli Mitchell's out? PPR. No. You would not, okay. No, I just think that we're still going to get a split to whatever level the split is, you know, whether it's Patrick or um, Cannon or if they bring up Carryon Johnson. I mean, they, I don't think they trust Trey Sermon yet. You know, it, it's it's an easier conversation if it's Mitchell and no Sermon. But if it's Sermon and nobody else, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful for him. But I don't know if I'm ready to thrust him in my lineup over those guys. I think Jamie nailed this one, especially when you consider the fact that Shanahan literally was on record a couple weeks ago saying, like, he was beat out. Sermon was beat out due to the practice habs, due to whatever it might be. That doesn't sound like somebody who two weeks later is trusted for a full workload. From Matt in Wisconsin, do I start Tom Brady or Jalen Hurts? Oh, it's one point per 10. Oh, of course it's one point per 10 rushing yards. Why did that, Why did he include that? He threw <laughs> me off there. Brady or Jalen Hurts? Uh, Hurts for me. I'm going to go Hurts as well. I am actually doing exactly that in one league. From David, Aaron Rodgers or Daniel Jones? I'm still going Rodgers. <laughs> this Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones question has come up like all week. Mm-hmm, I'm telling you. I'm sticking Rodgers. From- yeah, it, I mean, look, Heath, uh, and I answered it with a yeah first. Uh, yeah, uh, Heath would start Jones over Rodgers, which is interesting. He loves Daniel Jones. If- he always has. <laughs> if Hopkins doesn't play, I wonder if he'd move him ahead of Kyler. Uh, <laughs> from Chuck. Dear Newt, Harry, Don, Jim, and Elmer. Those are Newt Rockney and the Four Horsemen. I don't even know who that is. So really, Notre yeah. Dame, Notre Dame head coach, and the Four Horsemen were 1920s. A, I want to say. Yeah, that's before my time. Running back. It was before all of our times, Dad. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not like studying. I'm not a hundred years old. You know, I'm not studying Notre well, Dame that's, football that's history. Best sports stories in in. But we're just gonna have to move on. <laughs> that's okay. I don't Put the really... focus back on the fact that Adam hasn't seen Wolf of Wall Street, please. Uh, yeah, I well, it, the other thing is I know the ending, so I didn't really so that well, that's kinda... on you. <laughs> Screw you, dude. All right. Anyway, Alan Robinson or Odell Beckham. Robinson. <laughs> Robinson. That's on Robinson. All right, JT in California. I have to start one of these guys. So it's probably his decision's probably going to be made for him, but Daryl Henderson, Elijah Mitchell, Leonard Fournette. If they all play, who's your favorite? Henderson, uh, Mitchell. If they Fournette. all play Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell for me for sure if they all play. And then Jacoby Myers, Jalen Waddle, Brandon Ayuk. Ugh. Um I guess Myers with the quarterback situation. That's same here. I'm just not gonna trust the I'm not gonna trust Dolphins quarterback situation right now. From, Man, you must have loved your team on draft day. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Ayuk just became a disaster, and 
Myers can't get down the field and Waddles loses the quarterback. Wow. Uh, from Brandon, am I crazy to start Tyson Williams over Antonio Gibson this week in PPR? No. no. Would you actually do it? Yeah. I would. Okay. Start me start of the week. Oh, yeah. Start three in PPR from Vic. Eli Mitchell, we're going to eliminate him. Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards Elair, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton. So basically, you have to sit one of them. Jamar That's Chase, easy. Clyde, Galladay, and Sutton. Easy. Sit Galladay. Uh, no? Yeah, you're the Clyde guy. <laughs> um, oh, you might sit Clyde. Okay. Uh, you could consider. I probably would sit Galladay also, but that's the that's the choice. It's funny because you know Sutton and Chase, are, I feel like are must starts, which is not probably what you thought of when you drafted. Exactly. Um, yeah, I guess probably play Clyde. I feel I do feel like Clyde's gonna have a bounce back game here, just because the Chargers have struggled a little bit against the run, and I'm 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 always you know into the intangibles when the team comes out and how much they rallied around him after the the poor game in the fumble. Yeah. I, the only thing that Galladay is also hurt, a little hurt, by the way. He's not even a guarantee to play. Yeah, he's questionable with a hip. It, it just I always go back to what they said about Clyde Edwards Elair on draft night, and oh, this was the guy Mahomes wanted, and all. And Brian Westbrook just Andy hasn't Reed's really Brian Westbrook, right? It hasn't really materialized. It doesn't look like Brian Westbrook out there at all, really. <laughs> all right, from Jose, give up Jamar Chase and Brandon Ayuk. Get. Gronk, Tyson Williams, and Kenny Galladay. Jamar Chase and Ayuk, Gronk, Tyson Williams. I'm not doing that personally, but if you need a, if you're desperate need at running back, then maybe. So it, I'm sorry, Chase and Ayuk for who? Rob Gronkowski, Tyson Williams, and Kenneth Galladay. I would do that. I think it, it's basically at this point, you're just giving up Chase. Like we don't know what Ayuk is going to become. Yeah, if you yeah. just strip this down. And you and you shouldn't because obviously Gronk and Galladay have value. But just wondering, who would you rather have rest of season, Chase or Tyson Williams? Chase, but Chase, but Chase, like I mean, Ayuk is going. If he has another game of doing nothing, he's getting cut in every league. Yeah, you know. So Chase for those guys is a pretty good haul. One thing about Ayuk, wonder maybe from a DFS standpoint, so beat up at running back facing the Packers. They might have to throw the ball a lot. I mean, maybe Ayuk breaks out a little bit. Maybe that's how they adapt. Or maybe Trey Lance leads the team in rushing or something. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe this is the Trey Lance game. <laughs> uh, from hope. John, grade the trade. Give up Marquise Brown, get Miles. Remember, the, it's a Sunday night game, so DFS is a little different. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, give up Marquise Brown, get Miles Gaskin. <laughs> if you're not playing Marquise Brown, then that's a good trade because you're hoping that Miles Gaskin turned things around. But Mar- I don't think Marquise Brown is going to necessarily fall off tremendously when Rashad Bateman comes back. Like, I think he'll still be ty- kind of like a six for seven, or not six, like a five for 75 for 80 type of guy. Uh, chance to score, you know, probably every three, four weeks. Um, so he's not going to, he's not going to be terrible, but, you know, you're hoping that Gaskin turns things around. So I would make that trade. Okay. Steven from St. Louis. Uh, I need an RB2, a wide receiver two, and a flex PPR. I'm just going to assume that Mitchell's not playing. I think it's trending that way. Um, Daryl Henderson also not playing, probably. Javante Williams, Jamal Williams, pick one of them. Javante. And then yep. pick a wide receiver, too. Chenault, Waddle, or Osborne. I'm tempted to say Osborne. I am, I mean, too. Just, I really am, too. Just knowing Definitely, the, definitely not Waddle. It's either Chenault or Osborne, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going Osborne. Yeah, I would also. Amari Cooper said he gra- cracked a rib in the season opener against the Bucks. It's getting better every day. He'll be good to go for Monday. 
Uh, all right, then we need a flex. We need Jamal Williams, Chenault, or Waddle. I guess you go Williams just with the hope. He's he's had the best game of this group so far. I think I would too. I don't feel great about it, but yeah. Right. And if Elijah Mitchell or Daryl Henderson play, you can go with them as flexes. Yes. All right, then. Daniel uh, was offered Chris Carson and Michael Thomas for my Ezekiel Elliott. I'm 2-0. It's full PPR. Would you give up Zeke for Carson and Michael Thomas? No. Wow. You know where <laughs> I stand on these, Adam. I think, I think I'd do it. Ugh. We're banking on Michael Thomas coming back, looking fine, and that offense somehow starting to generate a passing game, even though the offensive line has looked the worst that's looked in five years in New Orleans. Uh, Is that what we're banking on? When Michael Thomas gets back, they'll have Eric McCoy, their center back, most likely. So that will make yes, a big difference. Yes, that is true. That's a big, big help. I them. really like Chris Carson. I, mean, I don't like him as much as Zeke, but... I think you're just. I think you're selling it too low on Zeke, though. Like, yeah, if he has another big game against Philly, which I know, you know, you, the Eagles' run defense is typically good, but they they are down now. Brandon Graham and the Cowboys, you know, have Zach Martin back, so we saw what one game looks like for this rushing attack with Zach Martin, and it was pretty good. Awesome. Um, if he has another big game, you're gonna kill your. Uh, really feel bad about yourself for giving up Zeke for you know still th- what four yeah. weeks away from Michael Thomas playing. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. But it's not as is that you, take, but you also wouldn't trade Brady for Zeke? Take it easy. It depends on who my quarterback was. The, take it easy. No, no, I would trade him for Zeke. I would trade him for Zeke. It's, that's the thing. Like people act like I, I wouldn't trade Brady for top <laughs> ten running back. I would. I just don't know that Barkley is. Or Gibson. Or Gibson. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Again, a year ago, hey, would you trade Aaron Rodgers for Josh Jacobs? Oh hell yeah, it would have been a terrible trade. So <laughs> not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. No. Not if you have Jalen Hurts on, on, on its surface, yes, it's a bad trade. But what if what if your backup quarterback last year well, was that was the whole point. That was the whole point yeah. of my of my, my argument. Jalen Hurts. I would make I would trade Brady for Barkley if I had another quarterback. Uh, I, you never said that. I did say that. No, you didn't. Well, I said I would trade him for Herbert and Barkley. Yes, I did say that. Maybe I didn't say it when you were on the air, but that's what I was saying. It's that I just will not leave myself without a great quarterback. That was the point. Okay, you know what? Calling the cops. <laughs> fantasy cops time. Here we go. Send your emails to fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Put fantasy cops in the subject line. Hello, some combination of Adam, Ben, Jamie, Heath, Dave, or Chris. Wow, no Dan in there. Wow. I you am could have the, just lied and made it up. I like, could have. That's bad hosting. I, I, would, I wouldn't lie, you know. I'm an honest Make guy. Make me feel good. Tim from a city south of the Canadian border, uh, Coral Springs, Florida is the commissioner of an empire league, which is different than a dynasty league. I learned about this today. Yeah, half the pot goes into the next year, right? Yes, and if a manager wins twice in a row, you redraft. Ooh, so it, that's interesting. You don't have a dynasty that just keeps on winning. That's um, interesting. Well, at least in their league, that's what they do. Anyway, I'm the commissioner of an empire league, and after our rookie draft, I made the announcement that there was unofficially... No trading with the sitting champion because if he wins a consecutive title, the league resets. Well, of course, today someone in our league made a trade with the sitting champion, and I'm not sure what to do about it because of the wording I used after the draft. I feel like some punishment is in order, even if it's minor, such as no trading for the rest of the season. Also, shouldn't the champion be punished too? He also blatantly disregarded the rule. Huh. Can I can I offer to punish 
the commission punish yourself as the commissioner for uh, trying to <laughs> implement a rule like this in the first place and then having vague terming and not putting this on paper anywhere and then <laughs> trying to get on the people for making this trade like what what's happening I agree here? and I think the incentive when you put half the pot toward the next year is if somebody does win it twice they get the full pot I think Right. Um, so that's why, you know, that's why you'd want to win the league again to uh, and reset the league. But yeah, right. I mean, Commissioner, you're arrested. <laughs> Back of the car. All right. Dirk from just down the road. Uh, I have been targeted by a rule change. I told my commissioner, a podcast listener, that I would be filing a complaint with the fantasy cops. He responded, bring it on and that you would all side with him. So help us settle this. The complaints charge that I make too many moves during the season. For reference, last season, I made the most moves in the league at 61. I often stream DSTs, tight ends, and quarterbacks so I can spend draft, cap- draft capital elsewhere. <clears throat> to handicap my, handicap, excuse me, my stream dream, the new rule limits moves to four per week. I complain that this was unfair and limits stream options, but the rule stood. I think the real issue is I beat most of the league to all the hot pickups. I listen to the podcast, follow analysts on Twitter, browse message boards during the season. I am tuned in and ready to play, and the complainers in my league are not. So what say you, Fantasy Cops? Am I a victim of an unfair rule, or should I be kicked out of the league? Were they kicking him out? No, I don't think so. I think that's just a Fantasy Cops reference. Um, Yeah, you're a victim of the rule. The rule stinks. (laughs) It does stink. Absolutely, but but don't, I mean, if you're gonna what, you know, change something to to prevent moves, just don't do first come first serve. Right, have it waivers every day. Right or fab. Yeah, yeah, but you know it is a rule. So what's he supposed to do? But was this rule created before the season or yeah, in season? no, if before it's in season? Then I'm siding with our guy here. I, I mean, I want to side with everybody here. They're both podcast listeners, so no, the rule stinks. The rule does stink, but it is a rule. I mean, there are some bad laws in New York. Well, then you right? have to deal with I, the rule for the season, them. so that, that's what it is. But like, you could you could still you know bitch and moan about it. Oh, you can absolutely bitch and moan about it. That's your God-given right. <laughs> All right, one more. From Steve. Hey, Grace, Charlie, and Machine Gun. I guess those are Kellys. Kelly, yes. yeah. I'm in an eight-team half PPR league that is on our 12th season together. Yesterday, I traded Najee Harris, George Kittle, and Brandon Cooks. Harris, Kittle, and Cooks for Mixon, Waller, and James White. Uh, one of the other managers is making a huge fuss, says it's shady. Honestly, it's not a shady trade. It's fine. I already read this email. It's fine. This is what. Fine. This is the only thing I care about in this email. It's a great trade. Like the, the guy who's fussing is a baby. Um, yeah. Uh, was it? I am about to be a new father. Do you have any new dad tips? They'd be great, greatly appreciated. All right, Jamie. Let's go. Let's give this guy some new dad tips. Uh, about to be a father. Yeah. So the baby's not been born yet. Correct. Get ready for the first poops. <laughs> That's the easiest part. That was uh, I was so nervous about that. I didn't even know how to change a diaper when my baby. No, was it's born. the tar poops. Those are the worst. The tar poops. They're fine. They're nothing. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. When your baby gets old, this is a big one. I've been giving this advice out a lot to people lately. When your baby, or when your kid is older, a toddler. Come up with games that you can play with your kid that involve you laying down. Because that is the only time you'll be able to relax. 
So I am exhausted. I lay down. <laughs> You're so lazy. I lay down on the mat. I say, okay, everybody, pile on daddy. And Andrew piles on and just gets like, like he just, you know, hits me and whatever. He has fun. And I get to just lay down and relax. So that's one thing. Uh, anything for you, Jamie? You've got more kids than uh, me. Make, make sure your partner is happy and rested. Oh, yeah. That, that is probably going to be um, the, uh, the the easiest way to make your life better. So uh, <laughs> spouse, uh Girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, uh, husband, make sure your your significant other is taken care of. So both of you guys get an opportunity to rest and have uh, have some alone time matters. Alone time matters. Give yourself a few minutes of alone time. Yeah. Uh, get ready to eat in shifts. You're never going to eat with your partner again. You said eat in what? Shifts. Okay, just check. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, get, oh, and it, you should practice eating standing up now. That is all I do is eat standing up. Um, cause you know, you're just, you're cutting food and stuff like that. Uh, it's really great. When I actually sit down is when I'm doing shows. Yeah. Or, or when I do the other thing that you thought I said when I said shifts. So we're going to take a break here. <laughs> you, still, you still sit when you pee. Then, oh, we're going to take a break here. When we Dan, come you back, know that? you're out. Oh, shut up. Adam. You're out of a podcast. No, shut up. It's not true. Anybody that listens to our show for a long time knows that Adam does not pee standing up. Oh my God. Anybody. Anybody just, oh, no, false. Anybody You're taking who, lazy to a whole new level. All right. We're taking a break. <laughs> I'm going to regroup here. Go stand up and pee. I'll, I'll be right leave. Back. Like a stands, I'm out. See ya. Uh, fantasy football today. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Time for your Apple podcast questions. From RJ Gilbert. Dear Otto, Nelson, Carl, and Lenny. Oh, Jamie did have to go. I forgot about that. He genuinely had to leave. Um, do you know these? I think Otto, he was just offended by the fact that you sit when you pee. I don't sit. Stop. Otto, Nelson, Carl, and Letty. Do you know who they are? I'll give you a hint. Lenny Dykstra? I'll give, you, I'll give you a hint. Do uh, you think I could see that from here? It's the Simpsons. No way, it's obviously no the Simpsons. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a ring light there. Like, I just, there's no way I can see it. It's that. a Simpsons poster behind me. Come on. Oh, I'm not a Simpsons guy. Find it overrated. Not good. Yeah, sorry. And you and you Wolf of Wall Streeted me. Yeah, you know what, though? You were like, oh, Simpsons is so... Rick and Morty sucks. Simpsons is so much better. No, I didn't say that. But you said that on Twitter a few months ago. You did say that. No, I, I didn't say Rick and Morty sucks. I don't you think... You didn't Rick, say that, but yeah, you no. said it was overrated. Oh, it... I don't know that it's overrated. It's just not the Simpsons. All right. Anyway, trade Cooper Cup. Yeah, better. You are ridiculous. <laughs> trade Cooper Cup, Pittman, and Jalen Hurts for Kyler Murray. It's a ten-team dynasty league, and it's super flex. Holy cow! No, this is 
back this up, say the names again, because now now that I'm thinking in the Superflex dynasty. Yeah, mindset. yeah, I, I think I don't like it. Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts for Kyler Murray. Oh, I want Murray in that for sure. For sure. I think it's a slam dunk deal in a dynasty. Slam dunk Slam deal. dunk. Cooper Cup, who is he the number one receiver in fantasy 29 right years now? old, Cooper Cup. 29 years old, Cooper Cup, yes. You're still wait, You're still playing this year, you know. Okay, I mean, if you're competing for the championship this year, maybe not. But even so, I'm still doing it. Dynasty is all, especially super flex. The value of these quarter, these long term giving away Jalen Hurts. If you believe in Hurts that he's going to be there long term, I do not. And I know I know some people really? have liked what they've seen from him. The offense didn't really move the ball last week. Sort of moved the ball in week one against a bad Atlanta defense. I don't buy it. I think they're trading for Watson this from Laviska Piska. Uh, Grade the trade. Robert Woods for Devin Singletary. Oh, gosh, no. No, give me Woods. Yeah, that's an F. From Newman Stir. I have no offense. I picked up Gronk. I lost Gus Edwards, and my other running backs are Clyde Edwards-Zeller and Saquon Barkley. Yikes. Do I trade Clyde and Gronk for David Montgomery? Hell no. What? No? I, I, all right. Well, I'm just going to have to – I have to sit out all the Clyde questions because I think he's going to bounce back, and I'm just standing by it. I think it's a fine trade. I, I think Montgomery's better than Clyde, and, and uh, you know, I'd probably rather keep Gronk than Fant, especially Rest when Judy's Rest of season, back. Clyde versus Montgomery, little little side fun for hundred percent. Yeah, I'll take You it. want in on it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know who else you'd be making it with, so somebody <laughs> needs to be in on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, from Chirp the Bird, the bye week player to opponent trade mentioned on the last episode was interesting. So for those of you who missed that, make a trade with someone in your league. Trade him players that will be on a bye when you face him or her. Okay? It's a very clever thing. <laughs> Listener came up with it, not my idea. I have Lockett and Metcalf week nine bye, and I need running back help. My week nine opponent has Derrick Henry. David Montgomery and Clyde Edwards Elair. Should I trade Metcalf for Montgomery PPR? Uh, that I wouldn't. I, don't, yeah, I wouldn't do that. It's He's, clever, but let's not let it like overrule right. the more important thing, which is having these guys for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, take two players that you had back to back in your rankings. Maybe it was everybody had some order of Metcalf, Jefferson, AJ Brown. Right. I think they all have pretty similar trade value right now. Jefferson probably won. If you could, if you could work it out, so you know you trade Metcalf for AJ Brown, and you just so happen to be playing the current AJ Brown, soon to be Metcalf manager on Metcalf's bye week, that kind of thing. Um, but don't, I, I don't think Montgomery and Metcalf in full PPR is is good enough, personally. But it's not that far off, right? All right, Dave from a federal district, dear Bruce, Peter, and Clark. Oh, that's easy. That's Rick and Morty. 14-team PPR league. <laughs> Pick two. Darnell Mooney, Tyler Boyd, and Rondell Moore. Moore if, if Hopkins sits. And honestly, I'm going to go Boyd here with, with uh, Higgins out. I know it's weird, but I like it. Oh, Bruce, Peter, and Clark is uh, has to be superheroes. Hulk, Spider-Man, Superman. Sure. Here's you're not a, you don't know anything about superheroes. No, I know I know superheroes. I I do know superhero stuff. Okay, this one is from G H F H Y R. I don't even know. 
Uh, recently, a trade from the number one team was proposed. It was Gronkowski for Swift. The next day, it was vetoed. I was very surprised because the team getting Gronk really needed a tight end. They were starting Mike Kosicki. I guess the commissioner felt the same way because he looked at the trade rules and it was on the default Yahoo trade veto, which meant only four teams needed to veto the trade for it to not go through. Yeah. He changed the rule to six, how it was supposed to be and how it was for many years. And he put the trade back up and he said, if six people veto it, then the trade would not go through. This started a big controversy and many managers are upset because they think the trade is not fair. I just wanted to hear your thoughts uh, what your thoughts are and what you might do. Personally, I think the trade is fair and the commissioner did the right thing. And the trade, again, was Gronk for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I mean, I think the commissioner did the right thing in this spot. In my mind, the real right thing is no vetoes ever, unless there's collusion. Should never be vetoed. This is for sure not a trade that should be vetoed. We don't even, I mean, Williams has had a huge share of the of the, of Lions backfield so far. Um, Swift has had injuries in the past, had an injury in the preseason. If you're desperate at tight end, it's not horrible to think that Gronk can be top 10 rest of the way. No way should this be vetoed. And the commissioner did nothing wrong anyway, because he just went back to what the rule was supposed to be in the first place. Yeah, we, we fully support this commissioner in, endeavor. From Kellen Yousafli, 12-team non-PPR, non-decimal scoring, yada, yada. Give up DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, and Naheem Hines. Get Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel, and Chase Edmonds. Give me those names again, Adam. Yeah, you give up Metcalf, Boyd, and Hines. You get back Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel, and Chase Edmonds. It's a non-PPR league, which is important here, for especially for Tyler Boyd. Pretty, and Chase I Edmonds. mean, this is one of the rare times, Adam, where you'll hear me say that, you know what, I kind of do like the side of the deal that doesn't get the best player. It's the best player, theoretically, is Metcalf and that side of the deal. But you're getting a lot of value from that other side, and I, I really feel like Edmonds can be a solid RB2 for you all season long. Not a great one, but a solid one, um, especially given the state of the position. And so you're getting him plus two quality receivers that I think you can start every week. I, I take that side of the deal. From Allen in Massachusetts, I have Waller and Hawkinson on my 10-team standard scoring league. Uh, I'm getting trade offers for Hawk every day. The best one I've gotten so far is Hawkinson for Chris Godwin and CEH. Deal or no deal? Yeah, deal. <laughs> yeah. Take deal. deal. <laughs> Accept this now. Stop listening. Uh, from Cool $2, Dear Warren, Marcus, Steve, Vince, and Ryan. Moon, Mariota. Oh, these are probably Titans quarterbacks. Mariota... McNair. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Young. Okay. I'm 0-2, and I need a boost right now. I trade away Antonio Gibson and Marvin Jones for Chris Godwin and Mike Davis. What do you think? Gibson and Marvin Jones for Godwin and Mike Davis. I'm fine with it. I don't love it. I wouldn't do it. I'd rather hold Gibson, but and I don't because I don't think highly of Mike Davis the rest of the way, but I'm fine with it. Godwin should be consistent. Here's Jack Brace. 14-team PPR league, two receivers. I have Gaskin. Uh, I was thinking it on cashing in on Tyler. Okay, so actually, let me step back. I remember the subject line of this. It was something about trading for depth. I have, he needs a running back. Thinking of trading in Tyler Lockett for Damian Harris and Sterling Shepard. You guys did talk the crap out of Sterling Shepard on Tuesday's show, so surely it can't be too stupid to give up Tyler Lockett. In a 14-team league, running backs are gold, and I don't know how much else I can get. 
uh, how else I can get a replacement. Should I do the trade? And that would be Lockett for Damian Harris and Sterling Shepard in a PPR league. I want to say no, because I think that at this stage of it, you can get a lot more for Lockett right now. I mean, if you look across the board, a lot of people have Lockett ranked top 10 rest of the way. You can use that and leverage in trade talks. I want to think that you can get a better running back in return than Harris for Lockett right now, but that's impossible to know without looking at your league. And the point that he made is great. I mean, a 14-team league, running backs are really tough to get. I would hold out. I would try to even see if there's any other team with more running back depth that you can scoop one from. I mean, Lockett's value is too high right now. I don't know how you listen to the Tuesday show and got well I shouldn't say that and got that 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 you can give up Tyler Lockett get Sterling Shepard back and a you know a decent PPR running back in Damian Harris and feel good about it I mean yeah we were excited about Shepard from a waiver wire standpoint but just look at his track record he's not Tyler Lockett he doesn't really catch touchdowns the one touchdown he caught this year against Denver was a really nice yards after catch play those are kind of fluky although he is getting a lot of red zone targets um, I don't. I would not do this trade. I still think no. you still need great players to win. You know, you need depth, sure, but depth. If you have like a bunch of okay players, that's not going to get it done. You need great players in a fourteen-team league. You need great players, and you need them to stay healthy. That's how you win in a fourteen-team league. Travis in Omaha, standard scoring. It's like I wrote the book on fourteen-team leagues. Now, what am I? What am I talking about? <laughs> Travis in Omaha, standard scoring league. I gave up Barkley and Eli Mitchell for Kamara. Fine. B plus. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. B for me or like C plus. I just think it's an even deal. From Tyler, Melvin Gordon, Devin Singletary, James White, Jamal Williams. I don't know how many he needs. Give me your two favorites. Melvin Gordon. this week? Yeah. Singletary, James White, Jamal Williams. PPR or non-PPR? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go Singletary and, and, uh, and White. Wake up 23. Pretty sure Dave is a ninja. Um, oh, he said, hey, Chuck, Steven, Jet, and Dave. So he thinks Dave is a ninja, like Chuck Norris, uh, Jet Lee, and Steven Seagal. Okay. 2QB League. This is such a crazy... It's not like there's a character limit here, wake up. <laughs> I have Josh and Tom as my starting quarterbacks. You can't, can't give the full name? Or their last name? Uh, I'm trading Ryan T... And C. Kirk for Allen Robinson. Uh, he already has Josh Allen and Tom Brady, so he's giving up Tannehill and Kirk for Allen Robinson. Also, team, is, team name Tuesday, Silence of the Lamb. Not bad. This is 2QB, Adam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a third QB, I'm not doing this deal. If, if there's another QB in his roster or if the waiver has QBs in this specific league, which from all the 10-team 2QB leagues I've played in, that is not the case. I'm not doing it. I'm a strong believer in you need three quarterbacks in a two-quarterback league. Elias from Tucson, Arizona. Trade Najee Harris, receive A.J. Brown. 12-team PPR. I mean, like, depends on your running back situation. Can you afford to get rid of Najee Harris right now? Someone who's guaranteed touches week after week. Do you have anyone to play at running back if you trade him? It's all dependent on that for me. And then we just give it an even C. Yeah. Oh, the deal's already done. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think that. I thought well, I don't know if it is, but we give a trade, we give him a grade anyway. Yeah, you know, it's like fair. pretend you're an NFL draft prospect, you get your draft grade, and then you decide to yeah. go back to college. That's fair. All right, from uh Foxwalk. He didn't give us a four star review, a five star review. I think he gave us four stars. He said, How is talking about believe it or not 
and ignoring all the other fantasy players in each game, a recap. Uh, yeah, so listen, if we talk about every fantasy player, we're going to have a two-hour show. So I do have to make some exceptions when we go through the games on Sunday nights. Believe it or not, it's fun. You know, you get uh, Heath, believe it or not, and then sometimes he has one prepared, and then sometimes he's just like, um, Mike Williams is a top 40 wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. We have fun with it. But uh, I appreciate the question. I'm always happy to explain the way we do things here. Just, you know, it's already an hour and 15 minutes most nights, and just gets kind of long. We can't cover everything. Maybe think about going back into that review and updating that to five stars, by the way. <laughs> sure. Why not? Good advice, Dan. All right. Uh, yeah, so was kind of annoyed with you with the whole Leonardo DiCaprio thing. I think you're way off base with that. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, it was I'm a great show. I'm surprised you're going on that not the Simpsons take. That one was even rougher for you. You know, what, what episodes have you seen? I've just seen like early Simpsons. Like, just it's the same thing with um, what's the other show written by that guy, the uh, Futurama. It's just not my humor. It never has appealed to me. I don't. I watch a whole episode. I'm not laughing at all. I'm just kind of watching, and I'm like, all right, it was there. It was okay. Yeah, it's not that funny though. I suppose if you're how old are you? Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm thirty two now. Thirty two. Older. Yeah, you're old. I suppose if you didn't grow up watching The Simpsons, you go back and you you just it might not you might not love it. I suppose, um, but I think you know season three through seven is the sweet spot. That's you the sweet spot. Extend, Maybe I'll give it a go. Extend through season is it eight. Streaming on anything? You would. Yeah, you Disney know. Plus. Okay, I got Disney. They Plus. they bought it, so yeah, they got everything right. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Let's go get a win. Let's get to three and zero, two and one, whatever it might be. And if uh, if not, blame Dan. See you later. Wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.